We all prefer media entertainment, especially after a long day. We enjoy listening to music, for example. Yet, what's quite interesting is that some people prefer listening to, let's say, Justin Bieber. And yet, on the other hand, others prefer listening to, let's say, Beethoven. Very, very different in terms of the variety. Yet, which one's actually better? Now, it might sound like a weird question, admittedly, but I'm sure your friends, it, you've had debates like this before: which TV show is better, which entertainment is better. And between the extremes of, let's say, what I just mentioned, or maybe even Gossip Girl and, let's say, Shakespeare, which one's actually better? And debates like these. Are very interesting to be had. Oftentimes, it's two people trying to compare the merits. They would say, for example, oh, Justin Bieber's clearly better, you know, much cooler person, more relevant songs. On the other hand, maybe Beethoven is too snobbish or too long, too boring. Similar things like that, where people actually compare, and it just seems so subjective. Yet, is there really an objective way for us to find out and discern? Whether one entertainment is actually better than the other, and this is something that fascinates me, and has also fascinated philosophers for a very long time. And I think in philosophy, there is a field that you could potentially try and create a sort of objective framework to discern which is actually a better piece of work, and that is actually the philosophy of utilitarianism. Because oftentimes, when we compare which piece of work is actually better, we are merely comparing. A lot of it are subjective references and the subjective merits, but for something more objective, we can actually ask the question of whether it gives us pleasure. And this is what the field of utilitarianism actually offers. Jeremy Bentham, who is the father of utilitarianism, someone I've actually referred to many times in my video, his philosophy is interesting. For him, many things in life can be answered in a very objective way by the simple question of whether it actually gives us pleasure. Because life is really straightforward, according to Bentham. Life is about pursuing pleasure and minimizing pain. So the question that we should ask ourselves when we're faced with decisions like this is actually which one gives us pleasure. And the sort of, I suppose, the arithmetic, the way to actually measure this, according to Bentham, was he devised a very interesting tool called the calculus of felicity. In very simple terms. Essentially, all you have to do is give points in terms of. Pain points of a certain thing, and those are pleasure points, and really try and weigh it. And in doing so, you get an idea of whether this thing is truly something that brings pleasure. But for Bentham, the biggest thing as well is whatever gives the most pleasure points and brings pleasure to the most people. Certainly, that thing is the more superior thing. So when we're trying to refer that into the question of entertainment, Bentham would say that we shouldn't actually be debating the subjective merits. We should ask a simple question between the two forms of entertainment: which one gives the most pleasure to the most people, and the one that does is by far the most superior. Certainly today, if we are trying to, let's say, compare. Two pieces of entertainment. We can do that, and that provides a very objective way of coming to a conclusion. One is certainly better because it makes more people happy by far compared to anything else. And this is a very handy tool, I suppose, to settle an argument in the future when it comes to questions like this: which one brings the most pleasure to the most people? And that settles it, at least from this utilitarian standpoint, using philosophy that is an answer. And this is a potential approach that we can adopt. But also, it does have its flaws because when you're looking at certain things, like for example, when I mentioned earlier. Beethoven or Bieber. Now, if you were to look at them, they are both from different time periods, right? Beethoven, long, long time ago, long dead, and yet Bieber currently alive. But if you were to ask the question of how much pleasure it brings people, and how many people are actually pleasured by these pieces of composition from these two different artists, then it is a difficult question because, at least with Beethoven, there is a long period of time through history where a lot of people find pleasure in his compositions. So. 
at least if you were to compare it in a very general way, it seems they're quite equal, then how do you solve that? And this is where I think John Stuart Mill, the actual godson of Bentham, could actually step in and offer his views. Now, he is also a proponent of utilitarianism, the idea of maximizing pleasure, but he is slightly different from Bentham in a sense that, according to Mill and his sort of critique of his godfather's approach, although we are looking at pleasure, there are also different qualities of pleasure that we should focus at, not just the quantity of pleasure. It's not just happiness or pleasure to the most amounts of people. It is also the type of pleasure that is actually being yielded. Now, according to Mill, what we find pleasurable says a lot about us and who we are. It actually discerns whether we are fools or whether we are wise or whether we are ignorant or whether we are discerned. The point is, according to Mill, there are different types of pleasure besides the quantity of pleasure. So specifically, if you were to look at certain compositions or works of media, or works of art, the actual element we can bring into the question is besides how much pleasure brings people, what is the actual type of pleasure that it is bringing? Well, according to Mill, certain types of pleasure are actually more superior than others. For example, certain compositions, they could actually simulate us in an intellectual way, in a spiritual way, maybe even in a philosophical way. And so according to Mill, if you were to look at this question, he would say that, of course, if you were to compare between Bieber and Beethoven, there are certainly a lot of people who enjoy both. It is a hard argument to settle with base utilitarianism. But then there's one thing that is clear, potentially, according to Mill, that at least with Beethoven, what we could see there is that there is actually maybe a more higher quality sort of pleasure you could get from it, if you were to understand it. That there is an intellectual component or more complex component that is involved. And so in situations like this, maybe one is actually more superior. Because according to Mill, at least if you were to adopt this mindset, there is a separation between the sort of base pleasures that you can engage in, which are really frivolous and oftentimes ephemeral. Basically things that you might enjoy, but they don't really stand the test of time. But if you were to look at certain great works of art and media, the ones that have lasted hundreds, hundreds of years, they tend to possess an extra component, this extra component of a higher quality sort of pleasure that we can factor in. And this is also another consideration that we can have when we're having these discussions. Whether it's something that could make you happy in this week and then you forget about it when you see your next show, or whether it's something that stays with you for a very long time because it engages you in a deeper way, in a way that other forms of entertainment doesn't usually. So when it comes down to these debates next time, these are the things that you could think about. Rather than debating just the merits of who is better or what looks better, what's cooler, maybe we can actually think about what actually brings us the greatest feelings of pleasure when we engage in these things, and potentially also what types of pleasure. Some might be way better than others, and that helps us discern what is truly great.